Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Adeptus Podcast, the Warhammer 40,000 Conquest Living Card Game Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Knott, and joining me as always is my friend Nate from over in Sheffield, England. Nate, how's it going? Hey, hey, not too bad, not too bad, better than yesterday. Feeling better? Uh, a lot better, yes, a lot better. That's good. Uh, for those who were curious, uh, I survived quite well with the uh, former hurricane slash when it got here, extra tropical storm. Um, I was quite lucky. Myself, my family, we lost power for a few hours. Uh, my mother was here and with my nephews, so I kept the kids busy while my wife and my mother decided to clean my house, which is awesome. And then uh, we got a hold of my brother the next day. My mom and my brother live right next door, and my brother lost an entire tree, which is a humongous tree that fell on his fence and his neighbor's shed and deck, and my mother's greenhouse was taken for a ride across the yard. So, we got off quite well with just a few branches. So, thanks to those who are asking. Yes, we are fine. Uh, We appreciate everybody asking, though. And Nate is fine as well, which is good news. So, we're back. It's not just me. Uh, As I've already said a few times, I apologize for the issues last week. Uh, It was very unfortunate when my child decided to come in and say, Hey, what's this? And bump the power cord. But... Without further ado, let's get on with the orcs. So, this week's preview, or well, last week's preview I guess now since we're a couple days late, uh, was the orcs, which we all knew was coming. Um, A lot of people were looking forward to this one just because the orcs tend to be a uh, a very brutal, pun intended, faction uh, in pretty much any game really. I mean, it's like I say, orcs are orcs, it doesn't matter what game you're playing, they're Orcs don't really change very much between games. Ooh. <laughs> and Nate, as we all know, is a huge fan of the orcs and is just drooling with excitement. You, you can just, he oozes with excitement right now. Like I'm telling you, it, it's contagious. <laughs> now they're okay, they're okay. Yeah, I've, I had a huge orc collection for a while near the end of my uh, 40k collection and... Uh, it got quite ridiculous because they were such low cost that I just... I need, I need to buy how many more orcs to have an army? Oh my god, I can't afford that. So yeah, orcs tend to be one of those expensive armies in the actual miniature game, much like the Imperial Guard. You just you need a swarm of them that seems like you have you know a bazillion little dudes running around your table. Uh, we do have a spoiler this week, which we'll go over after we go over the official preview from FFG. Uh, first, of course, I'm going to go over the news. This week, there is no news. So, on with the preview. Uh, typical FFG preview, we start off with the card fan. You can't see very much in this card fan, I find. Uh, you can make out, for the most part, the names of some of the cards. The only card we can really see, for sure, is the uh, the first one on, is a Sniveling Grot. Uh, it's a zero-cost, one-one runt ally. It's nothing special there. Strictly a, a zero. I mean, it's just you know, spam out units basically. I, I like, I like him. You know, uh, for you've got plenty of card draw. You know, he's a free body. Free bodies are never either good or terrible. So we'll see where this guy fits in. I think. Yeah, I think he'll use them at first, but he'll probably be one of those cards that kind of disappears after a while. As we get more options. The, uh, the next one, the Goth Knob, I'm pretty sure we've seen in other previews. Uh, five costs, six, six, uh, no special abilities, strictly just a, a big beefy unit. 
He, however, would go really well with the uh, the orc warlord uh, that comes in the course at Nazdreg because with six health he can get quite a few points out of a uh, Nazdreg's ability to give him brutal because Nazdreg, as we all know, gives every other unit you control at the planet gains brutal. And it's interesting to note that it's each other unit you control, so it doesn't even specify orc unit. So, I mean, you could be allying with uh, Chaos or uh, Imperial Guard in the case of orcs, and they could get brutal with Nazdreg on the on the table at the same planet. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but definitely combos well with a high health unit like the Goth Knob. If he's got four points of damage, he's now swinging for ten. I, I quite like the Goth Knob. Um, you know, it doesn't appear to have any keyword or text, but he's got a secret keyword that you can't see that just says big. Because, you know, six hit points, from what I've seen already, that that's a lot to take down. And also, when he's dishing out six damage, it's, uh, that, that makes, you know, Warlords scared. So, I, I, I think this guy's value for money. Yeah, definitely, because, like, I mean, six health, that's what some of the Warlords have. So, this guy is as strong as a Warlord. I mean, not anywhere near as critical, of course, because, you know, him dying doesn't lose you the game, but still, he's got a huge amount of health for just a standard army unit. Yeah, it's it's just one of those, it's plain, it's simple, but effective, and that's pretty much what what you want from them, basically, so... That's true. (laughs) Alright, so... We've already we've all seen Nazdreg, so we're not going to go over too much with him. Next, we've got Nazdreg's uh, signature squad unit. Um, so this is Nazdreg's Flash Gits. Three cost army unit, one command icon, two attack, four health. It's got a really good combat ability. I find though combat action deal this unit one damage to ready it limit once per phase. So. Again, works well with its Warlord Nazdrag because you could use this, ready the unit, and now the unit's hitting for three instead of two, and it gets to hit twice in the same battle. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, as per standard, I believe we get four of these. Yep, beginning with four copies of Nazdrag's Flash Gets. Uh, yeah, I like these guys. I find myself liking the art cards because this guy is value for money again. I mean, the ability just just to at least hit twice in the first combat round, to gain that tempo really quickly, I think these guys are amazing, basically. And the, the, if they are with the Warlord, they just they get better, like you say, because they, they gain that brutal. So, probably my favourite um, Orc unit, so what we've seen so far. So. Yeah. Um... Let's see, what do we have next? Next we've got a copy of Cracktooth Hall. Uh, this is a location with the combat action exhaust support to move one damage from a target unit you control to another target unit at the same planet. Which again is kind of interesting. Let's you move some damage around. You can either move it to your own units, thus potentially giving them a little bit more points of brutal. Or you can move it to an opposing unit to either kill it or at least damage it so you can kill it with your next attack. So I think the card's got lots of utility. Uh, we only get the one copy. So again, it's one of those things that we probably won't see every game. But I definitely think it's got lots of utility to use it in the game. Yeah, I think this much like the, uh, the other signature units we've seen where uh, signature squads where we've seen they've got one location 
a very powerful, albeit uh, box location. Um, I liken this to the card, uh, the Star Wars card with the, the Han Solo pod. Um, questionable contacts? Is that right? If I remember correctly. Questionable yeah, contacts in Star Wars? Yeah, you can move damage yeah. from. You damage the objective yeah. to move damage from one unit to another. Yeah. So it's, it's similar, similar sort of par way. It's, it's uh, you are. Whereas this is, you know, you're not. There's no negative benefit. Uh, negative. Uh, trait from this, you're literally moving damage to where you need it, either onto opponents to finish them off or uh, onto your other units to, to trigger that brutal. So I think this will be a real, uh, real pain in the backside once it hits their side of the table. Uh, I am quite glad you have to uh, exhaust it because otherwise that could be well flat out stupid. I think that's necessary. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty good too. Uh... It would be that, or have to have some sort of limitation, I think. But you're right; that's a good point. Like a lot of the locations we're seeing from any of the signature squads are really powerful, which is probably why they're limited to one, like they are, because you wouldn't either want to have more than one out because it'd be, again, almost game breaking, or it's just the chance of having it every single game could also be, in a way, game warping. So it's probably a good call on FFG's part with how they've structured the signature squads. Um, you know, they're all fairly similar in the core set, of course, because, you know, there tends to be there's a lot of similarity in the core set between stuff you get for each faction just to make us so everyone's kind of even, and then we'll see specialization as we go, of course. All right, the next card is called Bigger is Better, which, of course, everyone knows is true. Uh, it's a zero-cost event. It's a tactic. It does come with one shield icon. It's got an interrupt, so when you deploy an orc unit, reduce its cost by two deal one damage that unit after it enters play so it lets you get a unit out for cheap as well as pinging it for damage to again potentially turn on brutal right away whether the unit has brutal already or if it's getting it from nasdrag so again a really good card i don't think it's quite as broken as some people have thought they were making comparisons to cards in warmer invasion um, but i don't think this will be quite as useful to let you spam out tons of orcs because you're only getting two copies in your entire deck and uh, as far as we know, I mean, we haven't seen it yet. There's no event recursion yet to get this back over and over again. And I can't really see that being much of an orc thing anyway. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a pure tempo card. Um, I'm never a massive fan of these cards unless you give it. If it had been by three, then yeah, done deal. As it is by two and damage so you're giving up a card plus a damage on that unit just to gain two resources it's I'm a bit on the fence with this one I feel but I mean as that early game sort of rushes and if you can use it to bang out one of those uh, goth knobs and you know brilliant but sometimes I can see it just being a waste of a, a card slot as it were so I'm not a massive fan of that one on the plus side it does have a shield though so it's never going to be 100% useless <laughs> Because we, we're not we're not seeing a lot of shields, so I think getting any shield is going to be uh, a good thing to have, of course. I, I don't think you'll see a lot of shields in Orc, purely because they've got the hit points. So they, they might be down on, on shields, but up on hit points, whereas other factions, the more fragile factions, your, your Eldar or um, your Tau, might get less hit points, but more shields 
that's how I imagine it working anyway. So. Yeah, that that would make sense to have some faction specializing shields or lack thereof. Uh, the last card is Cyborg Body. Uh, this is a one cost attachment. As per pretty normal with every card we've seen in the signature squad so far, uh, the last card is an attachment that has three shields, so this one's no different. Uh, but this one is attached to an army unit, double attached units HP. So all of a sudden, your goth knob now has 12 <laughs> hit points. Uh, and, you know, so yeah, sure, you've done 10 damage to me. I now hit you for 16. <laughs> your warlord goes squish. It's, it's a very orc card. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, even the artwork on it is just great. You know, it's got the orc and he's all robocopped out. Uh, I think it's a great card. For one cost, you can't really complain. Nate, you still there? Yep, sorry about that. My internet connection went. Uh, I think we lost you again. There you yep. are. No, no, yeah, so, um, yeah, the, this, well, the laugh should tell it all, this, this just looks stupid. I'm glad it's a, it's a one-off, because you don't want to see a 12-hit point, you know, you're on the other side of the table slowly smashing you to bits, uh, and three shields to boot, it's, I mean, I know that seems to be the norm where the, 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 well, you're not unique, but, uh, the one-off attachment in the signature squad is three shields, and frankly ridiculous, but this one really does tickle me. I really do like this one. For someone who's not an orc fan, you're liking an awful lot of the orc cards. I know that is that is unfortunate. <laughs> All right, so what? So that's the end of a uh, Nagstrix signature squad. Uh, next, we've got the Weird Boy Maniac. Uh, three costs, one command icon, two health, four hit points. Reaction: After this unit enters play, deal one damage to each other unit at this planet. Now I'm going to make a point here. This card, it's a reaction, so you're not going to have to do this. Some people think that, you know, oh, I'm never going to want to play. That's going to kill my units. Well, no, because you can choose not to use its reaction as per other FFG games. Uh, it is loyal, so it's important to note that this will never be in an Orc Warlord deck, which is probably a good thing, and also makes sense with what a Weird Boy is. I, I don't think it's a bad card at all. I mean, it's got four hit points, so it's going to survive for a while. It's also... a good because again it helps turn on brutal because it's going to damage all your units as well as your opponent's units so all your units could potentially now be bigger hitters but your opponent's units are now weaker uh yeah uh it's just a it's, it's just a trigger mechanism for all your brutal um i mean it's, it's a solid body on its own anyway uh it gets the, it's got the command icon which is always handy um if there's been a, a prolonged battle at uh, a non-first planet, and maybe a few of the the enemy has a few weaker units on there, he can just be you know marshalling there to finish them off as well, which I do quite like. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. I, I think you'll find times when he's just a two-four, and that'll be it, basically. So just because of the times when you don't want to be damaging your own units, but, you know, our orcs play, they like getting damaged, so I think those times will be few and far between. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's next? Next we have the Bad Doc. Uh, 
The art on this card and the, the flavor text just kills me every time I read this. It's a two-cost army unit, one command icon, one health, or one attack, four hit points. And this unit gains three command icons while it is damaged. So it could have four command icons if it's been damaged. So this guy's not going to have much of a trouble winning a command struggle short of an opposing warlord being around. Uh, it's not loyal, so it could see playing other decks, either Chaos or uh, the Imperial Guard, and help them win some command struggles. So, uh, I'm not a super huge fan of the card. It's only two costs, so I mean, it's not, not bad by any means. At least it's got four hit points, so it's likely to stick around for a little while. I think this card is a one... Well, not one saving grace, but uh, as real synergy with bigger is better. So basically, you get this guy for free, comes in, you've got a 1 3 body and four command icons, which up until that point, if you marshal him, uh, not marshal him, if you. Um, deploy. If you deploy him late, uh, as when, when your opponent thinks you've got no resources left, bigger is better, this guy, straight onto the planet, boom, you won the command struggle. That could really change. You know, that could. Uh, really change the course of a battle or give you some extra resource that you need. I, I think I, I quite like this guy in conjunction with Bigger is Better. Yeah, I... In that context, I'll definitely agree with you. That That's a really good use for Bigger is Better, is getting this guy out and turning on his uh, extra three command icons. We'll see how that plays out. I just, I don't know, something about the card I don't particularly like, but I, I <laughs> love the picture and flavor text. It's just, it's too funny. Not that one, the other arm. Yeah. <laughs> Good old orcs in their odd boys. Uh, Battle Cry is the next card. This card, I think, is just stupid. <sighs> like, it seems like it's it's very orcish, but it just seems like something they didn't necessarily need. But at least it costs three. So it's a three-cost event. It's got two shield icons. It's loyal. You can only play it during a battle. It's a combat action. Each orc unit you control gets plus two attack until the end of the battle. So it's only ever going to affect one planetary battle, but if you really need to win that planet, you know, the first planet that you're at, this makes your orc swings for a whole ton more. And it's also good to try and do one of the other win conditions, the one that I like to call murder, where you, you're trying to kill the opposing warlord. Like, I I want to build a murder deck and hunt down the opposing warlord and kill them. I just, I always like alternate uh, win conditions, and I like that one. Uh, I'm a big fan of alternate win conditions ever since playing Legend of the Five Rings, and I really want to build an orc or chaos or something deck that just, you know, tries to hunt down the opposing warlord, and this would help a lot with that, especially if your warlord's there, giving away brutal and another plus two attack. It's, it, you could be hitting for an awful lot. Uh, yeah. This, uh, I mean, I don't think this card is as stupid as it quite looks because the, unless you've got a lot of hit points at that um, at that planet and it's going to be a real pitch battle where you've got four or five units each side, you're not going to get the most mileage out of this because they're, they're going if you've got two hit points, they're going to pick off those units quite quickly. Um, also, it makes me thankful that I haven't seen many orc units with ranged, um, because this, in conjunction with a lot of range, would be pretty much you could end the combat before it even started. So, uh, I'm quite thankful for that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's an interesting card. Uh, I'll, I'm sure it'll see play in a lot of orc decks, if nothing else. 
uh, just because you know at first it's going to be a huge power boost. Um, the last card we get to see is another support card. It's a orc cannon, which is an artillery weapon. Combat action: exhaust the support to target a planet. Each player deals one indirect damage among the units he controls at that planet. Uh, it's only one cost. Uh, nothing fancy here, you know. Getting, letting you throw around a bit more damage again helps you potentially turn on your cards like the bad dock or brutal and stuff like that, and you know do some damage to your opponent. Um, I'm probably not something I would play with too too much. I just don't really. It's, not much of a fan of it, but we'll see how it goes. I, I like this card. I really like this card. I, I think um, getting a couple, well, yeah, getting a couple of these out and firing at planets where you control no units to get free damage onto units before you then get onto that planet. Um, I, I was a big fan of uh, decks in uh, invasions that had uh, the indirect damage mechanic, and if I bring that back direct damage and you can do stupid amounts of cards like this that, that trigger those they can re I, I'd love to try and make a deck around these sort of cards which are like Orcs more so yeah I really do like this card okay <laughs> seeing a newfound love of the Orcs from Nate I hate it I wish they were just the same card <laughs> alright so, next, let's get to what everybody's waiting for, our spoiler. So this week we got to see a unit, which I found very exciting that we get to see a unit card this week. It is an army unit. It is four cost, it has two command icons, three attack, four hit points. It is the Tank Busta Bombas, which is a great little card that shows an orc running down a hill with a hammer with a rocket. Uh, that's even what it says in his flavor text. He's a warrior, boys. This unit deals double damage to enemy vehicle units. So this guy's essentially exactly what he says. He's a tank buster. Uh, his flavor text is great. It's a hammer with a rocket. We's need two tank buster grass guzz. Orc text is orc flavor is always the best because it's just so simple and funny. That it's just it's the best. I'm a, I like this unit. It, it'll be interesting to see how many vehicle decks we see probably not very many at first because there's going to be a, you know quite the mix in the corset but if down the road certain factions get a vehicle lean to them this card will of course become into more play because this will be you know a meta call to uh help you take out the enemy vehicles uh so i mean just off his stats alone he's doing six damage to an opposing vehicle right from the start let alone without accounting for brutal or any other extra abilities getting uh I'm a big fan of this card. Uh, again, thanks to FFG for sending it to us. Yeah, it is a very useful card. Uh, I think it's going to, if you have got vehicles and uh, you win. We lost your knee. This, this is going to be target number one. Uh, if the enemy has any vehicles, this guy's going to bite the dust fairly quickly because you can't let six damage. Uh, six damage, I mean, I, He's either going to take down most or do a lot of damage. So, um, yeah, I really like it. He's well costed. He's got the two command icons, is nice because I haven't seen that too much either. So, but yeah, I just think he's a solid card, basically. Yeah, it's not a bad card at all. Uh, good art, good flavor text, and good ability. Uh, great little card. 
seems to be from what we've seen on 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 the fan and from their spoilers, they they seem to have a lot of staying power and a lot of hit points to to sit there and soak up that damage. So, um, through gritted teeth, I'm not actually. I think we're kind of losing you a bit, Nate, so you're kind of cutting out in and back and forth. I apologize, it'd be my internet connection, so I do apologize for that. Okay. And I appear to have a visitor again this week who will hopefully not touch any cords, will we? Uh oh. She's back, the demon. Disguised as a two year old who just ran off looking annoyed. I think she just doesn't like me. I think that's what it is. No, I think she's a little confused because when I got home from work, her uh, her mother was here and going to be taking her with her, but she was napping, so she decided to leave her, and we were hoping she'd nap for a bit longer. And now she's running away with a bag of chips. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go over the lore for the orcs. Uh, this will probably be sh pretty short because there's really not too much detail to go into. So... Anyone who's ever played Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, uh, oh geez, Dungeons and Dragons, you pretty much have a good idea of what orcs are. Now, there's some differences, of course, because this is a, a science fiction universe that's you know far, far in the future. But really, for the most part, as I've said before, and I'll probably say again, orcs are orcs. They're big, they're green, and they like to beat up other people and themselves and machines and whatever. So, the orcs in Warmer 40,000 are the remnants of what used to be a greenskin empire. It was ruled by a caste that was called, well, what the orcs call the Brain Boys. As the word implies, they were basically the brains in charge of the empire. The orcs were the warriors, and then you also have the Gretchens and the Snotlings, or the Grots, whatever they call them. And they were like the, the smaller ones. They're, they're more comparable to like goblins. Or, and uh, and then your standard fantasy. So eventually there came the point where the brain boys were dying out. Uh, the, the typical story you see in the fluff is that there was some sort of a plague that was only affecting them, so they were being wiped out. So what they did to ensure that their, their cousins or their slave species, whatever you want to call them, continued on and had a relatively high level of technology was they programmed into their DNA knowledge. So you'll see things like the dock or other odd boys like a, a runt herder or a mech boy. And it's not so much that that's their job. Like a, a mech boy is obviously a mechanic. They build the vehicles and fix the vehicles and stuff. It's literally something they're, they know because it's programmed into them. Like it's genetic programming. So that's, that's how the orcs maintain their level of technology and are able to you know have vehicles and spaceships and jets and guns and all that stuff that they need to continue to do what they do which is you know conquer the galaxy and beat up other people um, so the orcs and humans have a very long history uh, essentially as long as humanity has been out when in the galaxy we've been encountering the orcs uh, and that doesn't look like it's ever going to end because everywhere we go orcs have already been there uh, <laughs> The orcs reproduce in a rather unique way. They reproduce from spores that they give off, so they're grown quite literally from what basically look like mushrooms. Um, they also have 
various other species that kind of pop up with them. Uh, there's various uh, uh, squigs, which are like, I don't know, pigs almost, but there's different types of squigs. Like there's some that can be used like as hair, and there's others that are uh, attack dogs and stuff, and these always pop up wherever orcs are. Uh, Nate, are you still there? Yeah, okay. sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm Skype just like popped up saying there was a problem with the internet connection, so I wasn't sure if I lost you because Skype's like, hold on, while we fix the connection. And I was like, why? Thank you, <laughs> Skype. Um, where was I? So the orcs are divided into various tribes, which are grouped around their warlord, uh, like Nazdrag. He, he leads his own group and whatnot. Um, but they also have clans, which are the Goths, the Bad Moons. The Red Suns, the Death Skulls, Snake Bites, and I'm forgetting one, which I can't even think of off the top of my head, but there is six of them. Uh, the Evil Suns are all about vehicles. They like to drive around in red vehicles because red ones go faster. The Goths are big. They're even more warlike than the other normal orcs. Uh, the Death Skulls are all about looting and uh stealing stuff. They also paint themselves blue because they believe blue is a lucky color. Snake bites are a bit more primitive. They ride around on war pigs and stuff and they tend to use more things like stone axes and stuff. They don't use quite as advanced technology as the others tend to do. The bad moons are the richest of the orcs. Orcs use teeth as currency or as they call them, teeth. And uh, the bad moons, through their own genetics, they grow teeth faster. So if they run out of money, they just gotta wait for some more to grow in. Uh, the last one was the uh, the blood axes. Now that I remember them, the blood axes are known as sneaky gits by some of the other orc tribes and clans because they will at times work with humanity. They'll also use human technology, so they'll confiscate an imperial guard tank. They've also been known to be hired as mercenaries by imperial commanders or other stuff like that out on the fringes who might need some troops. So they're not below fighting alongside the others. I still feel like I'm missing a clan. But <laughs> I, I I'm sure clan. someone will remind me if I have forgotten something. So, I mean, it's like I said, there's not really much I can say about the orcs. Orcs are orcs. They're, they're really rather simple, but that's what the orc, you know, have always been since they were created in the, uh, I don't know who created them. I think it was Tolkien, really. Uh, Nate, you got anything you want to add about orcs? I know you're not really a fan, so you probably don't have too, too much to uh, add. I, th I think I'll qualify why, where my dislike of orcs came from. Um, as a faction story, I, I do actually enjoy that, and I do I enjoy um, the backdrop of how they came about and how, they, uh, how their uh, civilization works and so forth. It was more to do in the game of the... Uh, the um, the sporadicness of how their units could work, especially uh, what were the, uh, gob the goblin chuckers, uh, the things that had the massive ball. Okay, unfortunately we did lose Nate at the end of the recording, so uh, Skype's attempting to reconnect, but I'm assuming it's not going to be successful. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that this will be the end of this week's episode. Uh, unfortunately we did lose Nate there. I'm sh sure he'll... Uh, try and finish up what he's trying to say either online on Facebook or something else. 
Anyway, we will see everybody again in a few days for the chaos previews. All right.